And it's a very good afternoon again and welcome to another fantastic Sunday session of scintillating scandal, scuttlebutt and sensationalism <laughs> here at Two Smoking Guns. And as always, I'm joined by my great mate, the professor of the panel, the king of the stings. And the maestro of the music, Rutsy. Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Scotty. <laughs> uh, that's a sensational introduction to a wonderful afternoon. And aren't we cock-a-hoop today, oh, Scotty? Oh, we... Uh, How <laughs> good were the St Kilda Football Club yesterday? The mighty Saints. When it you, was a pleasure to watch. When you look up uh, the definition of up and about, oh. it just has our picture there. Oh, mate. <laughs> I was on the oh, edge mate. of the couch oh, all I, day. I couldn't believe it. I, I was just sitting there going. Incredible, oh. Getting incredibly thirsty as the game wore on. Oh, you're a bit hoarse. Oh, I was a bit hoarse. <laughs> we were up and about though. We were high fiving at the end of it. it oh, mate, it was uh, it was one of the great games to watch, and um, you you just hope they can bottle uh, bottle what they took out of yeah, that and bottle uh, that. and. Uh, Dose that into next week's performance. Uh, I think we've got the Blues next What's week. What's the top so. of the table clash next oh, week against I the tell Blues? You what? It's, uh, I tell you what, it's an interesting ladder when you have well, a look at it. So, team, uh, to, team to beat the Gold Coast. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, uh, anyway, no, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful winter's day. Uh, the sun's out. She's a bit fresh. Fresh. But, uh, did, did you have your swim? Had a swim just before, oh, actually. Did you? I actually had to play a bit of tennis this morning oh. my Monday game got washed out. Oh, right. So I was up down there at, uh, at brisk o'clock at oh, nine. Oh, wee. And then I just had a diddle dip at about two, two hours ago. Yeah, it would have been fresh. Very fresh. Huh? Very fresh. How's that going with the ticker? <laughs> Well, I'm still here, mate. <laughs> I'm very glad to see that, but it's uh, it'd be just like an ice bath almost. Pretty much, it was hey? fresh, fresh this morning. Uh, anyway, how are you? I'm great. You well, great. We're yeah. back on the air because yeah. we were missing last week. You were, you were MIA, and I couldn't do it without you, so we had a little bit of a rest. We had a rest. We did. But I went, uh, I went up to the country, Scotty. You did. Went up to Beechworth yep. and Bright and Mount Beauty. A beautiful part of the world. It is. It's yep. it's sort of the high country up there, and it was yep. a wonderful weekend, apart from the fact that half the things were closed, oh, well. and it rained all weekend, but uh, yeah. it, did, it didn't dim our spirits. Remind me, how long's the drive? About four and a half hours? Three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah. 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 It's a little bit of a drive, isn't it? It's a drive. It's a hey, drive. Oh, that's so all right. It's nice to have a drive. And we... Um, I uh, I popped nice into the Beechworth Jail oh, on Sunday. Yeah, it's right. one of the cultural things right. that we did because most right. most of yeah. it was spent inside restaurants yeah. and in front of fires. I was going to say this was voluntarily. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a place. Have you ever been there? Uh, sadly, I sadly, had to say, you, you, yes. say, you did say so before. Yeah, it's uh, yep. No, but it was um, anyway. it's interesting because that whole area obviously was founded by gold. Yes, as many of the Victorian towns were, yep. right? Indeed. Gold in the 1850s. And then, um, of course, when you get people uh, involved in gold, you get a lot more people there and people do bad things. So they had to build the prison yeah, right. um, in 1859. Um, and it was, uh, it, it was actually a working jail until 2004. Yeah, right. And okay. uh, I had a look in the cells and yep. you wouldn't want to be in there because they're the original yeah, cells, my friend. Really? And they didn't actually put in plumbed toilets till the 80s. Oh, my goodness, man. It was a pan. Was it? <laughs> Gee whiz. But it's obviously a very uh, culturally significant area and yep. obviously very famous for the Kelly Gang. Yeah. And, um, did the Chinese get up there? Or were they? Did. Were, yep. Uh, yep. I, I wonder whether they are more sort of Ballarat-ish uh-huh. and Bendigo-ish. Chinese, Bendigo-ish Chinese than got they, up there. Yeah. Did they? Anywhere there's gold, mate. 
you'll find them. Was there lots of Chinese restaurants up there? Oh, there was one. One. Um, <laughs> didn't go into What's it. it called? Last Man Standing? Yeah, I think the Flying Walk or something. Like that. Yeah, for, yeah. Um, what the walk? Yeah, the Kelly Gang. We... we we actually went through Glen Rowan ah, on the that's, way. That's, and that's Kelly. That's Kelly uh, Heartland. And we went through the funniest uh, exhibition. If you're ever up that way, there's a young man running a, a what passes for a museum. <laughs> um, but you go in and it's full of all these moving mannequins. Oh, is it? And it's the uh, replication of the trains leaving to, to go up to Glen Rowan to capture him. Yeah. And then there's the scene inside the pub. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Stringy Bark Hotel, where, and then there's the shooting scene with the cops outside, yeah. and then there's right. the thing that burns down, and the final one is him hanging in Old Melbourne. Oh, Island. right. Yeah. We've got take a swing. Your, take your kids. Got a swinger. <laughs> it's, it's, Family it's, fun it's for it's all. Funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> run, run by a guy who, um, and you go oh, walk out, and hilarious. you think you're going through the gift shop, and you go into his lounge room, and it's full of Disney characters. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Hey. That's too funny. Very strange, bloke. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so anyway, mate, we uh, didn't stay long. We skedaddled out of there. But uh, no, it's interesting. It's interesting country. Yep. No, it's uh, you, you get it get it uh, on the right day and the right time. It's uh, it's a, a fantastic part of the world. Yeah. So we were just out and about trying to, you know, help the locals. Donate. Donate. <laughs> donate a bit of stuff to the locals. It was good. Very good. Excellent, mate. And uh, so today, mate, yes. I've got to want to talk to you. I've just had a, I've had a guts. I have, I've had a gutful. Oh, I can sense it. I've had a gutful of Dan Andrews and all this nonsense lockdown stuff. So I'm going to give you some perspective today. Right. Right? Yep. Because um, Britain's opening up. And it's, uh, they're in a far worse state than we well, are. I was going to say, in <laughs> fact, it's just very funny, not funny, but really interesting you say that because, in fact, I was looking at a picture in the paper today or yesterday. Of course, it's their summer. Oh, yeah. Right? So, well, you imagine, the can you all just stay at home <laughs> while the beaches look as beautiful as they There's thousands of them down there. Thousands <laughs> of them. Oh, so, I'll talk a bit about yeah, that. Yeah, good. I want to talk about uh, Trump's wall. It's back in the news. Oh, my God. Um, Bobby. Bobby Spray. Bobby. Yeah. Right. Bobby from Geelong. Ah, yeah. Bobby Nick, the Flyer. Yeah, Bobby yeah. the Flyer Davis. Yeah. Want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah, uh, Nick, Nick and the Joker. Oh yeah, yeah they're at it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't like each other. No, they? not at no, all. No. Um, want to talk about statues? I want yep. to talk about um, footy clubs. I want yep. to talk about concerts. I want yep. to talk about a man who paid nine million dollars for a guitar. Very interesting story. Whew. I've got some fun facts about wine too today, Scotty. Uh, I'll help you with because yeah. I've been. Um, um, Diligently pursuing my wine tasting right. of late. Yes. And, uh, no, purely for research. Purely for research. Yeah, so I've yeah, got some yeah. fun facts about that. Yeah, and um, a little bit later in the show, Yes, I want to take you through some interesting fun facts about Australia and a bit of a quiz, a, top, a, a right. topical quiz. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. what I've got on the agenda. All today, right. Scotty. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to join you in some of those things. You a little piece on wine, as you just said, and in fact, I came across an interesting article all about lower alcohol uh, percentage in you wine. Keep, you keep talking to me about this. Yeah, well, and when, this is not about zero, no, because um, you, you can't have you can't. wine cup zero, no. right? Um, but this is lower, and there's some history to uh, some of it, and, and some very famous wine that actually was lower in its alcohol content. So I'm going to step you through that and a yeah. little sort of debate around would it, should it, could it, and you know, how's it going to taste? Um, 
The uh, we're going to talk about, or I think you're going to talk about. You said to me, you, didn't you have a piece about uh, the kids of today, the Alpha Generation? Oh, generation yeah, Alpha. Yeah, now I read that too, so I'd love yeah. to have a chat to you about that. That's yep. really good. I'm going to talk to you about. Um, there's an unknown man who's bought the very first ever uh, Holden race car in Monaro, and oh, you uh, love he's your Holdens. Pretty something for oh, it. Um, Sydney are trying to suggest that uh, they're all things uh, sport and oh, uh, yeah, they just think that they can take over the world now. Uh, so I'm going to have a chat to you about that. Uh, the one that oh, I love this one um, the, the girls at some of the um, uh, private girls' schools are defying the ban of Uber. So I want to talk to you about what they're actually being served first, <laughs> that they're snubbing their nose at, yes. and then. <laughs> Talk to you about would, the Uber, would, would that be a school in one of the leafy suburbs? Oh, it could be leafy, it could be local, yeah. it could be sort of, you know... Yeah, Around the corner. Maybe near Camberwell, I don't know, yeah. something, you know. Um, uh, how about we have a crack at cherry spitting later? Oh, that, that'll, that'll be good on air. That'll get your attention. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, it's a little bit about El Chapo in... Colombia. Oh, Colombia. <laughs> and I can't, I, I don't want to call it Mexico because it doesn't sound good enough. Can I think if Colombia. you talk about drug, it's good. Colombia. Colombia. Uh, I said the Brumbies, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I thought this was pretty good. I won't tell you the country, uh, but it's normally pretty hot. Um, they've got some pilots that fly aeroplanes over there. And uh, apparently, uh, do you know what's wrong with these pilots? Did you? No, no. They they, they've allegedly got some dubious qualifications. <laughs> Not what you so, want in a pilot. I, I'm going to I'm going to talk you through that. Thank you. At some That'd stage. Be good. So um, anyway, we got uh, new. You've got some music lined up. For well, us in honour of my yes, I do. In honour of my visit to the beach with Jar, oh, we're going to have songs about prison. Oh. Yes. Have we got jailbreak? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> that'll be the first on your list. So we shall uh, be working our way through some prison songs. Well, have, you got, uh, have you got um, Green Green Grass of Home by Tom Jones? No, because it's not about a prison. Oh, he was in prison. That's the song. <laughs> and then he um, swung under a tree, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. No, because it says... These four grey walls surround me. Oh, so you'll I'll have, have to, to. I'll have to look it up. Now it's one of my favourite songs, actually, of all time. Yeah, um, and my dear late father it was one of his favourite songs too. Well, so we'll have a look. Just, you never know. See what's if you in can the, find it because the it's, musical oh, library it's, it, here. It's a beauty, and uh, I'll sacrifice. I'll sacrifice one of my little pieces if you oh. like. If you find me Tom Jones' Green Green Grass of Home sometime in the next uh, hour and fifty we minutes, will, I'll son. We'll see how we go. My hey, friend. can I give a quick shout out um, to my mate? The Skipper, um, yep. I'm going to see him tomorrow, oh, good. Uh, which is just tremendous news. Uh, and he's tracking along. Uh, he's tracking along really well. He's um, every day. There's uh, something positive that's happening in his world. So I'm thrilled about that, and I'm even more thrilled about the fact that I'm going to get to see him. So if he's listening today, Skip, um, big shout out to you, old son. Um, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and yep. it's not how hard you get hit; it's how hard you hit getting back up. So. That's what we uh, that's what we all do, and um, so good on you, old son. Um, I'll uh, I'll see you sort of uh, about twenty four hours time. So anyway, big shout out to the skip. Well done. All right, now I've got to get this off my chest. Yeah, so oh. we now know we know in Britain, as you quite rightly pointed out, they're having a bit of a, a problem with the virus. Yes, they've actually uh, more people have now died in uh, England in the UK than were killed in the Blitz. I read in the that, war. and I was staggered. 
So in World War Two, yep. um, forty-three thousand civilian lives um, were lost in eight-month campaign. The COVID nineteen death toll is forty-three thousand two hundred thirty as of last week. So um, 150 are dying every day uh, on a per capita basis. The people have died in Britain. More people have died in Britain than anywhere else in the world. Yep. Um, an average of one in 400 people in the community have COVID-19. Um, but they've made the decision to open up, right, because they yep. need to get the pubs open. Yep. So, you know. <laughs> of good, course Good on them. Good yep. on them, I say. Yep. So, obviously, Boris Johnson, our, our mate, He's, you know, he's lifted the bonking ban the other week. Now he's walking the tightrope uh, between balancing public health concerns and the economic reality. So he's, he's basically, they've been in lockdown for three months and they're opening up. And I guess history will be the judge of whether that's, uh, that's the right decision. So yeah. the pubs are back open. People are going to hotels, churches, parks, hairdressers, all the rest of it. It's back open. Yeah. And we will see how that tracks. So... If it's good enough for Britain, oh my goodness, it man. should be good enough for us now because we've got nowhere near that issue. But we're still in lockdown, and yep. you know it was supposed to open up last Monday, and yep. dictator Dan's gone again and yep. kept us all in misery. Well, because the curve's going north again. Oh, it is not. <laughs> no one's died. It's just more cases because they're testing every bloody body in the world, and they're that, locking down suburbs that, that's, now. That's the problem. Oh. We'll have more cases because we're going to oh, do we're more testing. testing. More. Just, just do what Donald does and don't test. You won't get results. Reduce the testing Reduce so the we don't testing. get positive results. So I want to give you. Some some perspective All about right. this. Okay. Right? Yep. Okay. In the last three months, thirty-three thousand Australians have died of other causes, not COVID, cancer, influenza, pneumonia, heart disease, dementia, diabetes. This is according to the ABS. Thirty-three thousand people. We're not worried about them. We're only worried about COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Only one person has died of COVID in the past month in Victoria. One person. Yep. And almost seventy percent of the people who died with COVID you know, of the hundred-odd, had pre-existing chronic conditions anyway. And many of those were late 70s and 80s and, you know, all right. So I, I, politicians are probably going to be held accountable for every person who dies, but will they still get the same scrutiny for all the um, under-the-radar deaths that are occurring, the suicides and everything like that because people have lost their jobs, lost their income? Yep. So there's no evidence... There's no evidence that people going to cafes and restaurants are the root cause of the virus spreading. There's right. no evidence of that. Yep. The only evidence was the people that came off the ship spreading it, right? Yep. Um, and so why are those businesses suffering, right? Yep. Why are we doing that? Why are we limiting capacities in venues to 20 people? It's, it's actually there's no evidence and there's no rational reason for it. It's just Dan loving the power trip that he's on. Right. So all the other states are opening up, right? And here we are in Victoria, under the under the with our, our buddy. I don't know. He's got us <laughs> under our under his thumb, and he's pressing us into the ground. And it's I've just had enough of it, Scotty. I right. can't take any more. If ten thousand people can go and rally, and we're still separated in the studio, and we can't open up venues and all this sort of thing, I don't know. The world's gone completely mad. I've had enough. It's time to get serious about this and start the economic reality of getting back to work, getting businesses open, because it's not really going to lift the death rate that much, mate. Seriously. Right. End of rant. End I of have rant. had enough. Okay. I have had enough. No, okay. So let me, let me just uh, hit one back over the net to you. 
uh, and not in defence, but uh, more as um, uh, posing said question. If that's the case, and uh, and businesses are doing it tough, and do you think they've got a case to be able to seek compensation on the basis that? statistics like that potentially don't add up or the hypocrisy of letting 10,000 people go to the uh, to the city uh, they're allowed to protest they can do what they want but you have more than 10 people in your cafe I'm going to th- put you in, in, in Beechworth and throw away the key yeah I, I totally agree and I, I we should be protesting against the protests <laughs> protesting against him locking us down yeah. we should be defying the band to go and do all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, well... And then you read the sad news of local footy competitions. 19 leagues have cancelled in this past week because of the pandemic. 40 leagues have been abandoned for the year across Victoria. Yep. Um, you know, and that some of them might never come back. So he's destroying our culture. He's destroying our footy. Yep. Um, I've just had enough, mate. I, I think he's um, he's gone past the... Uh, Past the point of reasonableness, uh, and and will the problem be? Uh, and I accept what you're saying in terms of um, deaths as such, but if the numbers, like we've seen in the last week, where we've sort of gone from single digit to double digit, and then out of the teens and into the twenties, and now into the thirties. That means the curve ain't going in the right direction. And the more that those numbers keep producing, and I accept the fact that, I mean, if memory serves, I think I heard earlier today, there were 18,500 people tested yesterday alone. So, uh, and then you've got all these people in hotels that refuse to be tested, and they're they're travellers. Then you've got 5,000 people that have come back into the country that just left the airport and didn't go and get tested. So they've got to go and find them now. And see what like, and now they're trying to say, well, if you're not going to be not prepared to be tested, we're going to lock you down for 24 days. Hmm. So I don't know. I can't see the numbers going down while we're actually probably doing the right thing by more people being tested. It's going to show that more people have got it. Yeah. It's a matter of who gets it. But he's dying. That's what I'm saying. But it just it, until it, it, it'll only take one. It, it'll take two people in one day for them to have a knee jerk like you've never seen. Well, 33,000 people have died from other things. We're not getting upset about that. 40,000 died yesterday in America. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, no, it's off my chest now. No, all right. Okay. But, uh, but on a lighter note, yes. still on this yes. bloody virus. Thing, okay. Um, you know the world has gone mad when Nick Kyrgios becomes the oh, voice of yeah. reason. I, this is a great I, thing. Yeah. I started to read it. I sort of lost a bit of interest because I've got anything with Kyrgios in it. I actually don't find amusing anymore, but I think this is amusing, so go for your life. So Novak Djokovic, this is in reference to Novak, oh, who yeah. successfully infected himself, his wife, and a bunch of his disco dancing <laughs> mates <laughs> after partying in a Belgrade to celebrate a friendly tournament. I think his coach has got it too now. The event was friendly in so far as it goes. Friends and strangers the chance to gather in breach of social distancing guidelines, hug, kiss, dance, and rub sweat all over each other, turning this happy gang into Gold. its own COVID cluster. Gold. Now, in a richly deserved irony, if there's one thing the anti-vaxxer Djokovic could do with, it's a vaccine for the coronavirus, but he's already on the record of saying he wouldn't take one anyway. <laughs> So he's an anti-vaxxer. He's trying to lift everybody's spirits and he goes and gets a whole bunch of people infected. Well yeah. done. Well done. <laughs> and Kyrgios, uh, prayers up to the players that have contracted COVID-19. Uh, don't, uh, don't at me for anything I've done that has been classified as irresponsible or stupid. 
and Joker takes the cake. So uh, oh. there he goes. He's uh, he's mor- in the moral high ground at the oh. moment. Uh, got a new Nick. Mr. Nick's got, got the a new, first got time a new girlfriend, ever. I think. Has he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the other one finished. Uh, the other girlfriend, I think they parted ways. Oh, let me see. How long ago? Oh, yeah, last week. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a new one. <laughs> uh, so that was good. good. Good on you, Nick. Good on you, Nick. Oh, Joker, man. you're an idiot. <laughs> you couldn't say that was the smartest thing he ever no. did. I didn't. Wasn't he quoted as saying? Oh, I thought it was over, or I thought we'd be safe, or yeah, you know, whatever yeah, something that was. Like that. Uh, all right, well, all Scotty, right. we'll take a little break because okay. I need to calm down a bit. <laughs> you need to take after, a deep after, breath. after the breaks, uh, our, the, the first of our prison songs. Oh, I love it. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502 1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jacob. We're two of the 50 million scouts around the world. We hike, camp, sail, canoe and climb. It's awesome. Outdoors is our playground and where we learn. From the age of five, we learn to care for ourselves and for others. And together, we develop new skills while we have fun. Scouts is less screen time and more reality. It's about making friends for life. Scouts prepares you for life's adventures. Check out your local scout group at joinscouts.com.au. Lots of people get glaucoma, about 300,000 cases in Australia. There's usually no signs or symptoms in the early stages, however, a simple check of the optic nerve can detect glaucoma. And the good news is, treatment can usually prevent further sight loss. So if you're over 40, speak to your optometrist, ophthalmologist or general practitioner and have your optic nerve checked for glaucoma. Southern FM the sounds of the Bayside. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling. On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy Don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry
I bet there's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. Good's the cash man. Ah, the boy in black. Hey, hey he's, he's great, isn't he? Oh, he's oh, I love Johnny Cash. He's uh, he's got some fantastic tunes. Oh, I love that, that song. That he's too. knocked out. We so. used to play that one in the band. It's a oh, did you? Rip, rip little number. Love it. Love it. I could see you airing away in oh, there. Yeah. It's all that. Doom chicka mm, doom chicka mm, yeah, 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 great he's, stuff. Uh, he's an interesting character. Yeah. Have you, have you seen his film? Yeah, have you seen a film it's a about good him? Film. Yeah, good yeah, film with, it's, uh, with the Yorkham Phoenix. Um, that, that yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he was a bit of an interesting character. Oh, yes, he did it all, the big man. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and uh, that's the first in our prison song uh, collection Excellent. for today, Scotty. Love so uh, I look forward to playing you a few more. Love it, love it, love it. Now, can I tell you, Sydney's at it again. Yes, I saw Trying this. to beat its chest to say, well, look, we've got a couple of shekels up here and we think we'll throw that around. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we've got $750 million, uh, that's been invested into the uh, Sydney Football Stadium and as a result of spending money... They think that that's uh, just going to be the be-all and end-all uh, of being able to snav some of the uh, iconic sporting events that uh, that we proudly present every year here in, uh, in Melbourne. Yes, and I t- the other guy that's getting on, on my uh, nerves is that Peter Volandi's guy. Yeah, yeah. He, runs the, he runs the rugby. Oh yeah, oh, he's a he's, he's a he's a he's as loose as a goose. He's as anti-Victorian. Yeah, he's yeah. going to nick all of our all the bloody racing and everything. Like yeah, that. no, he is. No, I know exactly what yeah. you're talking about. So Kevin Sheedy's weighed in. Oh, and, uh, yeah, Sheeds has weighed into this one. Oh, uh, what Sheeds got and, to well, say? Well, Sheeds has said uh, Kevin Sheedy has laughed off suggestions Sydney could replace Melbourne as Australia's sporting capital, albeit that in the same breath, though. Um, uh, he thinks it's a good thing that Sydney want to sort of beat its chest because it sort of keeps us on our toes and keeps us honest. Oh, well, so instead good. of just, you know, taking it all for granted that we're going to have these things forever, uh, and so he goes on to say, isn't it great to see Victorian people wanting to shake up Sydney? Uh, Sydney will never get the passion of the Melbourne sporting public. It's going to be very hard to catch up, and inverted brackets, on passion... 
But events-wise, smart people can create a boil on Melbourne's backside. <laughs> so, I love that. Uh, so, is this Shepherd, this bloke you're talking about? She- no, this no, is no, the uh, uh, ANZ Stadium. Uh, Shepherd wants to open negotiations with the NFL. Now, that'd be pretty interesting. Um, to bring two games to Sydney for a competition game as part of a spectacular launch for the $750 million Sydney Football Stadium. The calendar could include English Giants Manchester United or Liverpool, Ed Sheeran or Taylor Swift, and a world heavyweight boxing contest in December. So he's going to try and grab all of these big sort of highfalutin events and uh, make a big statement. Um, so then Martin, uh, uh, yeah, the Minister Martin Pakula, uh, yeah. uh, we know other states covered our events, Pakula said. Uh, that's why we spend money on sporting infrastructure and lock those events away. Nobody will be getting the Australian, the Australian Open, the AFL Grand Final, the Melbourne Cup, the Grand Prix or the Boxing Day Test. Um, Sydney, uh, Sheedy welcomed Sydney's appetite as a reminder to Melbourne's sport and major events chiefs. And I think that's a good thing. Just to it, don't lose sight of the ball. Uh, because somebody, some clever little uh, lawyer might just find a loophole somewhere in which negotiations could begin, and if they're awash with cash uh, and trying to do some uh, do some things differently, I mean, I, I'm seriously surprised that it's taken them this long to really want to have a decent crack. I mean, they've played second fiddle for 50 years. Yeah, no one shows up. So to uh, anyway, no one shows up to. Sports, yeah, nice place you? to go, nice place to leave. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Now you mentioned Sheeds, so I might I want to talk I want to talk about Bobby Davis. Oh, Bobby! In the same breath, Bobby Davis. Bobby. This is uh, this is a little piece in the paper which I loved. He, um, it's forty years ago, and he was talking about the Brisbane Bears. Oh yes, and he was asked <laughs> uh, he was asked to name players who would never be any good. <laughs> According to Bobby. <laughs> so uh, he's, he's gone with, um, this is the summation um, yeah. of, of the conversation. Right. Brad Hardy, too slow. <laughs> Brad David Bain, too small. <laughs> Roger Merritt, too old. Mark Roberts, too fat. Oh, Bobby, <laughs> too funny. And then he's gone, Martin Leslie needs to catch a tram. <laughs> Mike Richardson needs more tips in his hair. Oh. Richard Champion, in name only. Oh, Warwick yeah. Kappa, at which point Bobby proceeded to wet himself laughing. Oh. <laughs> the Bobby did, Davis. Uh, the Champ- Geelong Flyer. He was a ripper. Oh, wasn't he? Did uh, did Champion win a Brownlow? I wouldn't have thought so. No, but he wasn't a bad player. Yeah. No, yeah. he went all right. Oh, he, he went, he he went big, on to play some he's, games. He was a big unit. He was a big unit. He was a big unit. Righto. Um, what have I got for you? Uh, well, what about... Um, would you like to know about um, uh, the cherry spitting? <laughs> Can I share that with you? Because you, you have me flummoxed. You know, uh, when, when, I, when I just read sort of European and Italian names and it's, and it's under the odd spot, yeah. <laughs> it always gets my attention because there's got to be something quite bizarre. I mean, the one, what did we have last uh, two weeks ago? They're going to stop bullfighting somewhere. Oh, you're yeah. kidding. No. Oh, okay. So, no, the... the, the no, you so, been to a bullfight? No, I never. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I wouldn't go. Yeah. No, um, so they're actually going to stop the spears and the, all the rest of it. Yeah, it's and, pretty cruel. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, while coronavirus has shut down sporting events worldwide, 
uh, a mere pandemic could not stop Italy's annual cherry uh, cherry pit spitting contest. Say that after six VPs. <laughs> um, so for virus safety, this year the uh, the event was held outdoors rather than indoors. <laughs> so that made all the difference. Um, so and the in, and the, uh, the the indoor used to be called the Spitterdrome. <laughs> Legendary spitter uh, Maro Shivarino. Yeah. Uh, he took the title with a distance of 16.6 metres where a, he's spat a cherry That's pip. a long spit. Uh, a great effort, but well short of his best. In 2018, he sent a cherry pit flying 22.8 metres. Wow. <laughs> That's a long way. Wow. 22.8 so metres. He's, he's trained off a bit. So, I mean, he's... He's only he's only a couple of metres short of twice the distance of the the the, the square in footy. He must have in got the goal square. He must have got a particularly aerodynamic. Pip. Oh, I tell you what, all that, or he's got some damn big lungs. Yeah. <laughs> he's given that a hoof. You have he? to eat the cherries. I don't before think you could kick it that far. You have to eat the cherries before you spit. The I pit. don't know. I, no, or do they de-pip them for no, you? I, I think maybe you, maybe the skill is that you de-pip it in your mouth right. and keep the pip in your mouth and, and you swallow the cherry bit and then you. <laughs> Out she goes. Out she goes so like a bullet. Twenty-two point eight meters. So I mean, what's that? So it, I mean, it's like about it's about seventy feet. Oh, it's a long way. It's a long way. It's a long yeah. way. I, I think I'd probably struggle to kick on my left. Twenty-two point eight. Yeah, I struggled to hit a golf ball <laughs> on Friday <laughs> a couple of times. So anyway, there you go. The annual. I, I love it, all these obscure annual events oh, that they have. So I've never heard of that. one. Now you know what we have to do. Right. That that must be added to our, uh, our what list. We, we haven't started to create this yet. Yeah. But the international day of. Yes. So I have to find out what day that was. Yes. And, and we'll then, mark that uh, as mark that cherry as cherry spitting, spitting day. day. Yeah. Right. Well, so, that's for our calendar for yeah. all the listeners out there yeah. that we're going to develop. Yes, we're going to have a two spanking guns calendar. And all obscure a, things in make the a world. lot of money. <laughs> want like one of those desk calendars. Well. Now, I want to talk. This is my favourite story of the whole week. Yes. This is the man who paid $9 million for a guitar. Ouch. And I want to talk to you about that, and I want to talk to you about his backstory, because it's quite fascinating. Yes. Ah, so, um, the guy's name is Peter Friedman, yep. and he bought Kurt Cobain's guitar at auction last week for $9 million, Jeez. about $7.5 million more than its expected price. How much more? $7.5 million more than they expected. My goodness me. And he's done it for a good reason because he's doing it. He's going to put it on tour. He's going to take it around um, a range of um, countries and he's going to go on tour. I'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. Um, and he's going to help um, help the music industry here. And the reason is he's the founder of Rode Microphones. Now, I'm not sure what what the na- what the brand of microphone we're speaking into at the moment are, but, but he... Um, He's um he's a knockabout bloke and he's been a lifelong sound guy and his father before him was was also a sound guy, but he's developed uh, this mic, um and he's he was you know the seat of his pants he um he was walking around this thing with, with prototypes in his backpack knocking on music shop doors for years and he'd fly back and forth from the US to Sydney on his credit card he had to sell his house he had to sell a car. Uh, he couldn't afford any booths at the Yellow Trade music shows, so he wore a long black coat out the front. <laughs> like a, like a, a flasher. Like a flasher. <laughs> someone selling watches. You know? oh. And then one day he met um, a guy 
at West LA Music and they hit it off and then he pulled the microphone, his prototype, and it was broken. <laughs> it was oh, broken. Stop it. Um, but anyway, he said, no, no, um, he got an order for 100 mics, but he didn't have 100 mics and he couldn't bank the check uh, for months, so he, um, he had to get his father involved. Um, but anyway, he was... Um, He's been working since 67. His father was, was working in a little Sydney shop called Friedman Ele- Electronics, fixing stuff for people. Yep. And this, this guy, um, Peter, he'd, um, he'd work with his father, you know, with his, you know, fixing amps and, you know, fixing up equipment that was broken <laughs> yes. and all that sort of stuff. Right. And then um, he took over the shop at 16 when his father passed. Yeah. And um, so he's 16. He's running a, an electronics shop. Yep. <laughs> In Australia, and he started to, you know, play with microphones, right. trying to make a better microphone. Right. Um, so he eventually got there. Um, his first sale um, was back in 1990, and um, then he's grown from there. So he, what, he's, he's, he now sells a range of products into 118 countries through 8,000 dealers. And he's right. got offices in Sydney, New York, London, Hong Kong, Shenzhen, and Seoul. That'll do it. His dream was to sell 500 microphones a year. He's now selling 2.5 million microphones right. a year. And how much are they? I don't know. What they, I don't know what they retail. Would they be for, maybe but, um, 250, $300? They're very, very probably. popular. The Rode microphone with people who um, who have phones and they plug into sort of um, phones and right. things like that um, for people making docos or you know right. people making those sorts of things. Um, so um, I reckon it's a great thing. Anyway, he's he's using the publicity from the gar- guitar he bought, back to the guitar. He's yep. got a great backstory, this guy. Yep. Um, and he's going to use the publicity from the world's most expensive guitar to generate money and momentum for causes close to his heart, such as the music industry, which has been struggling more than most, uh, as we've discussed and on many occasions. We have. Um, so um, he's going to tour all the Australian capitals and as many countries as possible. Um and then he's going to sell the guitar and put the money into his Freedman Foundation, which will help musicians in need of mental or financial support. Um, but, yeah, so um, he said, the music industry and arts industry supported my family for 50 years. What kind of knob would I be now that I've got dough to say thanks, bye, and get on a yacht? Nah, I won't be doing that, he said. I'll be, help- I'll be helping back. So he's bought the guitar to generate publicity and to help out the music industry. So what a guy. Great story. Microphone guy. He's uh, he's clearly got some dough. Yeah, <laughs> nine he's, million. He's sold a few microphones. So why do we think? Uh, I mean, did he buy it at auction? Yeah, it was at auction. So somebody else has been pumping him up to nine mil. Well, he's that's given a, that they expected it sell for about one point five. That's a killer bid. <laughs> hey, nine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, have I got two point two? Yes, yes. Any, any more? Nine. nine. <laughs> yeah. Well. On the uh, where, where was he when I was selling my house? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, would you like a spare one? Um, well, while we're on people that have got some coin, yeah. uh, that might be a lovely segue into um, somebody who's just shelled out a couple of clams uh, for the uh, a very old Holden Monaro. Oh, I saw this. Did you see this? Uh, so this is a 1969 Holden HT Monaro. Um, so, um, an, an anonymous Aussie is the new owner of Holden's first race car. Um, so, uh, you care to have a stab at what old mates shelled out so for? So, what year, for what year was the Monaro? Yeah, 1969. Right. Yeah. 
And yeah. Monaro being probably the most famous oh, brand yeah, of the yeah. Holden, would yep. it? Or would the FJ be more famous? Oh, debatable, I guess. But um, Well, I'm going because there wouldn't be many of them in working order. Yeah. Um, 969 Monaro would go for $7 million. Um, No, he's actually only paid 10% of that. Oh. 715000 That's still a bit of coin. Yeah. Now, I'm with you a bit. I... I I'm so, uh, you know, and again, I'm taking this on face value with the uh, said picture that I was. Um, that's a uh, bargain compared to the guitar. Well, that's right. That's a lot of Monaros in that guitar. <laughs> that's right. um, you could have one in every colour. Yeah. Uh, and I was. I was a bit surprised. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of the condition of this particular vehicle. I don't know. It, it looks a bit. It looks as though it's just finished on the racetrack in 1969, to be honest. So uh, maybe it's banged up a bit. But anyway, uh, yeah, 715,000 clams at an auction uh, online. Uh, the car is its deemed to be a protected object. Is it? And it's banned from leaving Australian soil oh, good. because it's stamped Holden's mark on the Australian car racing uh, for, for decades uh, after its track debut. It's the most important Holden in the country right now. So uh, for 715 oh, oh, I he should have bought two. Yeah, it's a bargain. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, there we go. Anyway. Uh, if that's a good buy, um, I'd... You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see exactly what you've just said, though. You know, next week on eBay, 2.5. <laughs> anyway, it's going to stay right. in the country and That's it's going to, you know, good for the country. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, mate. Very good. And we'll be back. Lovely. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block outlines, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. As part of Victoria's big build, we're removing level crossings in the southeast. Buses will replace trains on the Frankston and Stony Point lines between Moorabbin and Mordialic until the 26th of July. Find out if you're affected at bigbuild.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Southern FM sponsor. John's Ambulance is a charitable organisation that's been active in Australia for over 100 years. When a crisis occurs anywhere around the country, St John's volunteers are there to help. They know that every second counts. They are ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their local communities. People with a commitment to practical and compassionate caring. Become a St John's volunteer so you too can help save lives. Call St John toll-free on 1300-360-455 for details. In times like these, you can watch your favourite artists from the comfort of your living room, from their home to yours. But when it comes to the real thing, it takes an army of workers to help put a concert on. They can't work right now, but they're ready and waiting to do it all again. Until then, you can support the artists and the crew behind the scenes by donating to Support Act. the heart and hand of Australian music. Too many people with a mental health condition see no way out. Eight people die by suicide each day in Australia. Three million are living with anxiety or depression. 
Beyond Blue Support Service is here to help. Your donation can help save lives.
There you go, Scotty. A bit oh, of the Pretenders back on the chain gang. And that's a little live version for you there. I snuck that in. Mate, that's a beauty. Good version, eh? Uh, yeah, great version and a great band. How good yeah, is she? Yeah, yeah. She's, She's a star. She is a star. Absolutely no doubt about that. Great um, singer. Great yeah, singer. Yeah, no, you'd listen to that all day, couldn't you? You could. Another prison song hey, for you there. Back another on the prison chain song. Gang. That's right. Yeah, we can't. like that. We like. I love your themes. That's yeah, I, I love your themes too. Hey, um, I, I, I'm highly amused by. Them, <laughs> if, if no one else is. Well, that's all that matters, <laughs> as, as they say in the classics. Yeah. Hey, um, I found this little piece. Um, I just thought I might share it with you. Um, it was sort of mildly amusing, and I just thought, you know, it's a nice sunny day. We'll keep things light and bright. And yes. Anyway, um, uh, there was a man, and he boarded uh, an aeroplane, took his seat. <clears throat> as he settled in, he glanced up and saw the most beautiful woman uh, boarding the plane. Mm. He soon realised she was heading straight towards his seat. As fate would have it, uh, she took the seat right beside his. Eager to strike up a conversation, he blurted out, uh, business trip or pleasure? Uh, she turned and smiled and said, business, I'm going to the annual Nymphomaniacs of America con- <laughs> convention in Boston. <clears throat> he swallowed hard. He was the most gorgeous woman he had ever seen sitting next to him, and she was going to a meeting of nymphomaniacs. <laughs> Hang in with me, brother, can you? Um, struggling to maintain his composure, he calmly asked, um, What's your business at this convention? <clears throat> uh, Lecturer, she replied. Uh, I use information that I've learnt from my personal experiences to debunk some of the popular myths about sexuality. Right. Right? Really, he said. Uh, And what kind of myths are these? Well, she explained, one popular myth is that African-American men are the most well-endowed of all men, when in fact it's the Native American Indian who is most likely to possess that trait. Another popular myth is that Frenchmen are the best lovers, when it's actually men of uh, Mexican descent who are the best. I've also discovered that the lover with um, the absolute best stamina is uh, the southern redneck. Suddenly the woman became a little uncomfortable and blushed. I'm sorry, she said. I I shouldn't really be discussing all of this with you. I don't even know your name. Tonto, the man said. Tonto Gonzalez. But my friends call me Bubba. <laughs> I just thought, uh, out of all the doom... Tonto Gonzalez. Yeah, Tonto Gonzalez, but my call friends me call me Bubba. So uh, yeah, when I turned through the first 20 pages of the paper today <laughs> and I just threw all that stuff, I just came across that and I thought, my goodness me, that's one of the best ones I've heard for a long time. So very well I, done. I didn't want to set it up or uh, ah, tell you it was going to be a joke other than just talk you through it. So. <laughs> good, mate. Uh, like good that. fun. Well, it's like uh, Paul Hogan was in the paper. Yes, the he was. I saw that. He's, he just wants us all to get our larrikinism back he or something. To, he wants us to lighten up and lighten laugh, up. which you've just done very, very well. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's freely admits his humour was politically incorrect by today's standards, oh, yeah. but he said he'd take a similar approach if he was making the show now. There would be some changes, but not many, he said. Unless you were sitting there looking to be offended, it was, wasn't done with any malice. It's not designed to hurt anybody. And it's not designed. It's designed to not take life too seriously. Yeah, but it wouldn't get up, would it? No, nah, it wouldn't. Get it up. wouldn't get up. I mean, you wouldn't have an executive with the kahunas big enough to go. Let's run with this yeah. because 
the the PC around it would it would be off air in thirty seconds flat, uh, and yet you know no one of any uh, origin thir- 20, 30, 40 years ago yeah. when watching all that stuff. I mean, there was another piece about uh, that I saw in the fifty fifty, I think, where somebody said you've got to be kidding if you're going to talk about taking faulty towers off air. Yeah, you know, I, as we talked we about. talked about the other week. Yeah, absolutely. So Hogan's been mentally retired. His words <laughs> since <laughs> since Crocodile Dundee made more than three hundred million at the box office. Yeah, so yeah. so would I be mentally retired. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he's he's actually on screens next month. Is he? In a thing called The Very Excellent Mr. Dundee. His first starring role in 11 years. Wow. He plays a fictionalised version of himself in the comedy shot in Melbourne and LA in 2018. Really? It's uh, going to be on Amazon Prime from July 17. Never never even heard it being as, made. As Hogan says, all of the film is fact except for the bits we totally made up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, Hogs. Ripper. Ah, uh, very good. So good on you, Hoax. It'll be good yeah. to see him again. He was a, he was a ripper. Um, and right next to that's this really interesting article about Generation Alpha. Have, ah, you, have you heard about this? Well, in fact, uh, it was the one piece that you and I sort of both had done some yeah. research on. And so I, I do get confused with all these generation, generation X's and Y's and Z's. And we're after Alpha, so obviously the alphabet's starting again. Yeah, that's right. It's a bit like so, number plates. So it's just coming beta. around. <laughs> be Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot, Golf, Halo, Indigo. Uh, kilo Lima, Kilo Lima, M N. What's N? I can't remember what N is. Yeah. O for Oscar, P for Papa, Q for Quebec, R for Romeo, S for <laughs> T for Tango, yeah. U for Uranus, um, V for Victor. Uh, uh, w was. <laughs> now you're struggling. Yeah, no, now I've given up. Now. So generation alpha. <laughs> Generation Alpha. <laughs> alpha Bravo, Charlie Delta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, supposedly the generation born since 2010. So they're 10. You're under 10 yeah, years that's old, right? right? Yeah. Right? Yep. So they've just done a survey of, of uh, parents and educators of some of the nation's youngest residents. There aren't many of them in primary school or kindergarten. <laughs> I thought you were going to say really? prison. <laughs> no, 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 prison. <laughs> but... Um, the the uh, the insights into this generation, yep. whose search engine of choice is YouTube over Google. I found that interesting. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. And I reckon that's true too. They're very visual in their learning and education, not surprisingly, because they spent all of their born days in front yeah. of a screen. Yep. Um, they're used to information being presented in a visual way. Why would you want to read something when you can watch it? Well, I'm... Be- because reading a book is a theatre of the mind, and you might learn something, children. Oh, I tell you, huh? yeah. Don't oh. get me started. Um, they're used to flicking past things and that don't engage them, so they have shorter attention spans. Yeah. Things like Tinder, you know. <laughs> Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> um, but they report, the educators report, that Gen Alpha students were more likely to persist with problems and embrace challenges than their older Gen Z peers, who are 11 to 25. Yeah. When faced with a challenge, they believe Gen Alpha are more likely to persist, while Gen Z is more likely to give up. I've sort of... I've sort of got my head around this more over the last years in that 
that there is this whole generational thing, and it doesn't matter what you and I think. No. We're not wired anywhere near the same way that this crew are, that all these crews that are coming through. These oh, we, 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 we were brought up in a totally just, different it's just, area where we had to make our own fun. So where you think somebody's you know rubbing the grain, you just go, I can't believe you think that way. It's like, well, they can't believe we think the way we do. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> we, we didn't have a television in my house when I was really young. And then when, when we did, where I was only allowed to watch it on certain occasions. Yep. And once, it was, I, once I'd cleaned my room and done my chores and, and was, eaten my dinner. Was it black and white? First one, probably. Yep. Yeah. No, we had black and white. Now and we actually had to st- aging me, but stand up and go and change the channel. Yes, you did have to do that, right? And right. we only had what four? We only had four stations. There was only four channels, and and I had the test <clears> pattern on seven nine seven nine two on O. Yeah. yeah. Is that was that it? That's it. That's all we had. So um yeah so educators think they're more to to. to <laughs> Gen Z is more likely to see failure as personal deficiency, while Gen Alpha is equally likely to see as an opportunity to learn, which is good, right? That's good. Yeah, yeah, that I they like think that. that but yep. how, how would they know? That they're only tiny. Um, obviously, the biggest tension facing educators and parents is managing screen time. 91% of parents, 95% of educators agree children spend too much time on their screens. They do. And I see it. I see it when I'm out, and I, I, I get that it's a pacifier, right? But you see people out for breakfast and, and lunch and the kids are on their screens yeah. instead of actually uh, having a conversation. No, if, if Don't get me started. No, if we're out and it's, you know, lunch or dinner, it's um, no no phones. No, no, no. no. And then you get, I'm just going to the bathroom. Yeah. Good. Can you leave your phone here? Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh, I where you were going. Then. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, no, yeah, no, so no, that's, that's I, interesting. I, I did read that. So there is hope because the Gen Zers have probably, um, you know, I don't know. And look, you know, I must, I must say, I, I'm a bit of a one for. Uh, I, I don't mind watching to be educated. I mean, our, our great mate that we uh, that we share that you introduced me to that I'm eternally grateful in. in uh, that's what I reckon. Oh, yeah. um, I, you know, I just went. I I just go and watch him. I go and watch him cook, and then, in fact, I watched another another piece I found this morning of some bloke that's whipped up this pasta. In, in about six minutes flat, and it was absolutely magnificent. Oh, I'm going to try it tomorrow night. You know, just it's got about four things in it, and you know, oh, just, yeah. it was magnificent. But you, you you know how to read, don't you? Well, I do, and and, and you read a book occasionally. Well, in fact, I, I smashed out a hundred pages this morning. Yeah, and uh, I'm reading a fantastic book at the moment. Read so a book. yeah, read, no, a book, read, read a book, kids, you might learn. Yeah, something. no, books are good. I like the tactile. I can't. I couldn't read a. Can you read a book on a tablet? No, no, no. Not no, a hope. No, I'm, I'm old school. No, I'm old school. Yep, old school. Yep, with you. Now uh, it, it's come the time that I've found a song for you, Scotty. Oh, did you? And I found your song that you wanted. Did me to play. you? Yes. Oh, and, um, it's one of my faves. I know it's one of your faves. Yep. I haven't heard it for some time either, and it's. Uh, I just think it's absolutely magnificent. So let's go with it, shall we? Thank you. The old hometown looks the same As I step down from the train And there to meet me Is my mama and papa Mary, hair of gold and 
cherries It's good to touch the green, green grass of home Yes, they'll all come to meet me Arms reaching, smiling sweetly It's good to touch the green, green grass of home The old house is still standing Though the paint is cracked and dry And there's that old oak tree That I used to play on Down the lane I walk With my sweet Mary Hair of gold and lips like cherries It's good to touch The green, green grass of home Then I awake and look around me At four gray walls that surround me And I realize, yes, I was only dreaming For there's a God And there's a sad old portrait On and on we'll walk at daybreak Again, I'll touch the green, green grass of home. Yes, they'll all come to see me in the shade of that old oak tree as they lay me neath the green, green grass of Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM Sponsor. From Sandringham to South Yarra, you're listening to Southern FM. And you're back with the two smoking guns and uh, Tom Jones. Oh, mate, I've got to tell you, that that gives me goosebumps, that song, and it gives me some uh, beautiful memories of my dearly departed father as well, because uh, he was Welsh, my dad. He, he was Welsh. Yep, and he came from a little uh, little place in Clenetley in Wales. Clenetley. Clenetley, and it's the way it's... Pronounced it's, with 26 letters. Yeah, that's right. It's got 400 L's in it and, <laughs> and an E and a CH, you know. Uh, um, what is it about the Welsh? Oh, I don't know, language. mate. And, when, and my dad, um, and I hope my mum, I'm pretty sure my mum still got it, but my dad had the... The, a ticket from the train station in in Wales that's that's uh, you know go go go. Yeah. Uh, it's got fifty two letters in it. Oh, and he, I've seen he, that one. Yeah. He used to be able to print. He pull it out as yeah, his sort of party it, gag, and he'd it. go through it and 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 speak it. And I I'm just I'm kicking myself that I've I never recorded it and you know and, and had it uh, yeah. and, and listened to him do it. But it's um 
No, and uh, and I don't know if I shared the story with you. Um, many years ago, I actually uh, went back and found the house he was born in, oh, um, in Wales, and uh, went and tapped on the door. And the uh, the now current owners, it was a young couple back then, said, "I'm really sorry, but I've travelled halfway around the world, and this is when my father grew up." And he goes, oh, "Hang on a minute," he says, "Come on, come in, come in, come in, laddie, come in." Um, in, in his Welsh accent, yeah. not his uh, <laughs> mid, mid, not his mid, Birmingham accent. Not his Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um, anyhow, we walked in. I went, oh, my God, this is where he's born. He said, look, I've, I've, I've got this paperwork. He said, it's no use to us based on how things are, you know, are transferred with yeah. ownership. And he gave me the original documents of the house that had my grandmother's name on it. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah, so it was the title to the house that had my grandmother and my grandfather's name on it in terms of what they did. uh, He said, mate, they're yours. And I brought them all the way back home. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And And he loved the Tom Jones, did he? Oh, he's a big man. he's a big Tom Jones fan. I mean, he even had the wiry hair like Tom, right? Yeah, my yeah. my dad. So um, yeah, no, Tom was his one of his absolute favourites, and uh, we we sat many a time and listened to that song. So thank you for doing that. The green green grass yep. of home. It's a beauty. It's a beauty. Yep. I know it's Ross Steve, one of Ross Stevenson's favourite songs yeah, too. Yeah, so. it's a ripper. Now I've got one back for you. Yes, please. You know how you normally talk to me about all this new technology. <laughs> oh, are you going to go tech on me? I've gone tech on you. <laughs> got well, your... I'm not going tech. I'm just. I'm just just noticed something. I oh. thought it would tickle your fancy. You love pro- all this stuff. Your propeller hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Amazon, yes, is buying uh, the self-driving technology company called Zooks. Yes. Now, now, what is it about tech companies yeah. that spell things incorrectly? I mean, or make uh, up words. I mean, is it because it's memorable? Is it? Um, yeah, I, I reckon Zooks it, spelled Z O X. Zooks. Yeah, see, I reckon it. I reckon it is. I reckon yeah. it's all about that step out of the. What? what why would you call it um, the nice driving car company? Why, why wouldn't you? <laughs> because there's nothing wrong they with that. I wouldn't remember it. Oh god! All yeah, because right. now oh, this well. is going to be one three hundred Zooks. Zooks. Hey? So Zooks. There you go. Zooks. Yeah. So what does Zooks do? Zooks um, developing an autonomous vehicle for a ride hailing service that people would request on their phones. So you're all over this. You were yeah. you were first of this yeah. late last year. Yeah, got it. Amazon did not disclose how much it is paying for Zooks, but analysts pegged the purchase price at over $1.45 billion. That's the other thing that seems to come with these. Every time you get a company with a, with a strange name, it's got a billion. It's got a billion. It's not a million or a couple hundred million. It's a billion. Amazon said Zooks would keep running as a separate business and continue to develop its own autonomous vehicle. Yeah. The deal could drive Amazon into an entirely new business, transporting people from one place to another. Yep. But some industry analysts think Amazon's ultimate goal is to repurpose the Zooks vehicle to deliver packages to shoppers. There well, you go. I mean, that's interesting. In Self-driving that... technology, autonomous vehicles. Yeah, I mean, Zooks. so we've got this. So are they saying that's a share ride autonomous yeah. piece? Self-driving technology. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that's no different now to Uber share. Yeah, but without a driver. But without a driver. Yeah, yeah which would yeah. be pretty good in COVID. Um, you could get more than two people in an well, Uber. mate, uh, I'm telling you. I mean, it might take 15 years. I'm, I'm, but I'm more than happy. This we won't. Uh, we won't own. Uh, our, I love. Our, I love. Our, our, my grandchildren. Yeah. I don't reckon we'll own a car. 
No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with I'm, you, and I think self-driving technology. I'm all over that. Yeah. The only place I don't want to see it is in planes. Yeah, or Great Ocean Road, <laughs> <laughs> where where there's water on one side of the road that's a long way down, <laughs> or plane. No, but you know, but pl- mate, planes is planes is are, are done. I, uh, yeah, no, you'd, you'd still like to have a human up the front. Well, I tell you what, uh, and I don't. I reckon this goes back fifteen years ago. Now, I, I was on a I was on a, uh, a kite to Sydney one morning, and uh, we were coming into land, and I, all of a sudden, I just said, "This feels really, really strange and different." We were mm. going super slow, and how we're still in the air is beyond me. Super, super slow, just for for a landing, and all of a sudden it was just. A, you know, and then the camera will stop. Uh, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Uh, if you uh, thought that the uh, this morning's landing was a little bit unusual, you'd be right. We have just been testing our driverless, our pilotless landing system, our automatic landing system, whereby we are not in control of the aircraft at any point in time. <laughs> so I'm going. And he's telling you this. Hang on. So you're not supposed you to could, tell the you, punters, mate. Can you just go into the office and let them know that everything went all right? Do you really want me to? Th- and I'm going to go home tonight. Am I going to get you at the other end when I come back? You're going to have another go today and see how it goes. Apparently they yes. test it once we're, a once a month. We're, or te- we're testing it, sir, because last week we didn't get it quite oh right. Oh my god! I said <laughs> it was like. Yes, we, we've just had our fully automated uh, landing system. I'm pleased to announce that it's, uh, announce it's, it's, all, it's all gone well. <laughs> now, while I'm on that, that uh, you know, this is a bit of a day of segues, this one, uh, Rutsi. Oh, so, we're, um, we're all over it. Mate. Now, just in case anybody hasn't realised, you're listening to Two Smoking Guns um, here on uh, 88.3 Southern FM. The sounds of Bayside. I think we're going from Cheltenham to uh, Chadston today or something, or yes, from Carnegie to... Port Melbourne to... <laughs> Nanagoon or something. Yeah. I don't know. We, we just go everywhere. Uh, but if you, want to, if you want to share anything with us, um, uh, 0404-000-736 on the SMS. Now, um, just... <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, I'd r- can I just share this with you then? I'd rather be on the Qantas plane uh, where the pilot says, look, mum, no hands, and, and land the thing, as opposed to this particular part of the world, Rutsy. Mm. If I may, um, I'm not going to say the name at this point in time. Uh, international airline investigators are looking into uh, potential serious safety lapses in said country after the national carrier dis- dis- uh, closed, a th- uh, sorry, after the national carrier disclosed, a third of its pilots may. What do you think might be wrong with a third of their pilots, Rutsy? Would they um, not have too short, or you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Can't reach the pedals. Can't, <laughs> can't reach the panel above the pr- pedal. You know, no. Um, no, this is slightly better than that. Uh, a third of its pilots may hold dubious flying qualifications. Is that right? So they're, they're like that guy so, that, that guy in the movie, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, Catch Me. That's a great movie. Yeah, I've got to go and watch that again. With Leonardo uh, Yeah, it was a beauty. Um, uh, so this is in Pakistan, Ratsy. So, oh, uh, pilots yeah, in Pakistan. Yeah, so, um, you know, where you'd feel incredibly safe flying on, uh, you know, anywhere uh, uh, around the world. Um, yeah, Pakistan International Airlines said it would ground more than 150 pilots mm. after an investigation cast a suspicion 
on their flying licenses and certificates with allegations others had set their license exams for them. So (laughs) demonstrate that you know how to fly a plane. Demonstrate you understand physics, chemistry, and everything else that must go with flying a commercial airliner. But no, excuse me, could somebody come and sit my exam for me? (laughs) Not what you want to hear. So hang on, so, so Aviation Minister Gulam uh, Sakar Khan also said on Wednesday uh, that 262 out of 860 Pakistani pilots had fake licences. Well, okay, scratch-catching um, scr- scratch Pakistan So airline. Well, I was just going to say, old mate, um, look, there, there's, a, there's a nice cheap flight going. <laughs> yes, uh, it, right. it's, uh, it's with Pakistan Airways, yeah. and it leaves here in Melbourne, and yeah. it's going to take you to the Maldives, yeah, right? It might. Yeah, it's $1. fifty for the flight. <laughs> Keen to go? <laughs> no, scratch that off my bucket list, that so, one. So, can you believe it? I mean, and so just let me sort of finish the last piece here. Inquiries into employees' qualifications began after an earlier crash where it was found the pilot's licence may have been fake as the date stamp for his test indicated it had been taken on a public holiday. <laughs> hey, here's a better one. Another pilot was found to have been out of the country on the day that he was said to have been tested. <laughs> oh, so, hang on. Love it. Hat. I mean, love it. seriously. Um, uh, skills to fly... Oh, oh, no, this is the best place too. Officials um, familiar with the licensing process uh, said, unspec- uh, said an unspecified number of people who had skills to fly the plane, yeah, but lacked technical knowledge. <laughs> What's the green button mean? So he knows What's how to the press the accelerator. What's the flashing button? But mean? he doesn't know how to adjust the flaps, or uh, wow. you know, I mean, seriously. Yeah, what that's is that's, that's going a on? Um, what would you call that? A, a failure of governance, probably. Oh, you just. I mean, hey? you could you could never you could never go and fly there again, could you? No. I mean, you just couldn't. No. Fake licences. Can you sit my test for me? So I, I don't know how to fly a plane, but just put those little wings on my, on my shoulder here. Put the, yeah, put the I'm, wings on my epaulets. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a captain. Um, is this a Cessna? <laughs> oh, oh no. my God. I just I shuddered at the, that's a even reading it. Anyway, over to you, old son. Oh, just, oh, that's yeah. that's thrown me, actually. Oh, that's <laughs> unbelievable, isn't anyway, it? Anyway, um, no, I just wanted to um, let you know Trump's at it again. You know how he's building his wall? Yeah. I'm going to build a wall, keep the rabbits out. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been transferring money from military projects to build the wall with Mexico, right? And um, the federal courts uh, ruled against the Trump administration, saying it had illegally sidestepped Congress. Oh, so um, payback? Yeah, well, <laughs> so it's interesting because um, it's been a legal battle that's been going for some time. Apparently, I wasn't aware of it no. um, because obviously he's building the wall. And he's using um, military funds to do it. But uh, in two opinions, the ninth, ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals agreed with the Coalition of States and Environmental Groups that contended the money transfer was unlawful and that the war would pose environmental threats. Um, <laughs> very fair enough. Um, so he spent $3.6 billion. Oh, no, hang on. Last July, the Supreme Court allowed the $3.6 billion to be spent while the litigation continued, blunting the impact of the latest appeals. Right. Da, 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 da. Um, the, 
Trump visited Yuma, Arizona last week to mark the 200th mile of border wall during his administration, much of it with the transferred military funds that, the, uh, that they've just found legal. Um, so the funds that he's pilfering support the safety and well-being of the brave men and women in uniform as well as their fam- families, Na- House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said. And uh, the critics of the Trump wall praise the rulings for upholding the Constitution which grants Congress the power of the purse, not the president. So he's uh, things aren't going his way at the moment. No, Donald Duck. He, um, <laughs> which is a good thing. Because um, he's, he's a lunatic. Every time he comes out and says, I'm, I'm, "My brother's in he's the states," as you know, and um, he was talking to my mum yesterday. He said uh, forty thousand died here yesterday. Yeah. Forty thousand <laughs> died. Yeah. Not just got tested, yeah. not just positive. Like the UK. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is the wall only going to cost $3.6 billion or is that just sort of that's a, just, a, tra- a tranche? That, that just gets you a bit of it. That just what? That's for the putty or something that well, goes be, in it. Must be expensive bricks. I tell you what, well, I saw a picture of it the other day. The yeah. wall's about 40, 40 metres high. Well, just dig under it. <laughs> well, just like blow, rabbits? Just blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff he's come out and said, I mean, oh, oh, yeah. honestly, yeah, just, it leaves you just scratching your head, doesn't it? Now, the other one I saw, which I thought was very, very interesting, yes. um, was um, Jesse Singh. Jesse Singh's a restaurateur. Jesse Singh owns... Um, um, a modern Italian, an Indian restaurant, sorry, called Daughter-in-Law. I don't know if you've heard about it. No, yeah, yeah, he owns that. Yeah, and uh, he also has another one in Melbourne called Mrs. Sing and Horn, please. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting yeah. one. Okay, okay. <laughs> so he's. Um, so what do they serve there? Well, no, he's opening a new restaurant. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, which is a very brave move in these times with the dictator in charge. At the point, right? is it a pointy end sort of type of? No, affair? no. He's opening in South Melbourne, a thing called Mister Brownie, yeah. and it's an Indian slash British curry pub. Oh, now you know how the British love. Oh, they love a curry. They love. Yeah, curry. love a curry. I love curry. Yeah. It's the national dish, I reckon, of England is a chicken tikka masala. Is it? I reckon. Is it Raj that sort of created that for them? Yeah, probably the Raj. <laughs> the Raj. Um, so he's, um, he's opening a venue. Um, and so it's Indian British curry pub, right? So um, all, all very good. It's a four-level venue. Whoa. That's it's got a-, a bottle shop with more than a thousand beers. What? That caught my attention. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Table for two, please. <laughs> it's got a footpath beer garden, which wow. is good. Yeah. It's got a Punjabi-style deli, so oh. you can go and buy Indian oh, sort of goods and things. Naan. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, it's got a cocktail and disco basement. Because <laughs> you, you've always got to have a disco... Oh, yeah. Basement in a in a in a curry house, don't you? <laughs> you're going to get Bombay Billy. You're going to be able to do, and it's got a rooftop bar. Oh, how good! So you you I don't know what you do first. Do you go to the rooftop bar for a drink, then go and have your Punjabi style um, food, yeah. then go to the disco, then go to disco, and then buy a couple of beers on your way home or something? Do you? Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, I don't know. So he's doing. Um, he said the Aussie counter meal tradition would live on in the pub with a choice of curries served with rice, papadums, pickles for 15 bucks or 10 buck takeaways. Really? It's cheap, eh? Mate. There's also $10 pints of local craft beers and it's going to be cheeky and fun and, you know, it's going to be great. Now, so South Melbourne, I'm looking forward to that. I'm now, going to go and have a look at now, that. We, no, we're going to go and do a two smoking guns review of that. Yeah, we will. And then, hey, and then we'll go to the disco then after we- <laughs> 
Oh, I just, how good's that? Yeah, that's true. So it's called Mr. Brownie, and he and he opens it this Thursday. Does he? Yeah, yeah. Good on him, I say. Well done, Jesse. Hey, Singh. um, we're a fair. Maybe we're a fair chance to get to go and have a look at those we, thousand beers. Do you reckon we should get there next Friday? Oh, the day after he opens, we're a strong chance. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm every chance for that. Yeah. Okay, that's a beauty. All right, let's. I was thinking. That in I was agenda. thinking you're going to tell me it's right at the pointy end or something. No. It's one of those fancy ones. But I like a, a curry. Pub, I just well, maybe he's got the concept right because yeah. I mean, you're you're charging anything over forty five dollars for any bucks for, it. for a curry, mate. All uh, over it. All over it. All over. I that. mean, two pints and a, and a curry. All over that, like a. Like a seagull <laughs> on a chip. I was going to say something else. Like a puppet arm on a curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, don't you love a good curry? Oh, yeah, yeah, can you do? Can you do super hot? Yeah, I, I can. can you? Yeah, I don't mind, but um, wow, I don't. I like it. Um, not, not, not to the point of sweating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I do. I, I have something too hot. I get the hiccups. Oh, mm. uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. My hiccups le- after a curry is not a good sign. I, I love. I love uh, the things that are hot, mm. um, but my level of, um, of tolerance uh, is would be butter chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, no, I mean I have sort of chilies, but I mean the super hot ones, mate. If you and I went, we go and have lunch. Um, you'll be sitting there, and on the chair next to you will just be a pool of water. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That'll be me. No vindaloo oh, for mate, you. Seriously, my, and my dad was the same. I. I in winter, I can walk a, a, a city block, and I'm already out. So, anyway, all right. that's, uh, no, a, I'm. Oh, that's all. I'll I've have a break that and pencil that in your in your diary. We'll oh, go and have a look at that I'm one. Tattoo it on myself. Yeah, all right. See you in a sec. See you. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install block-out blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 95021414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. I feel like absolute crap. I hate myself. I hate my hair, my face. I have no personality. Nothing makes me happy anymore. I had no idea my daughter had depression until I took her to a GP. I just thought she was being a typical teenager. The doctor helped me deal with it. Helped make sense of things. Help someone find a way back from depression and anxiety. Find out where to get help at youthbeyondblue.com or call 1300 224636. Hi, we're the Wiggles. You know, we've got some great things that we don't need anymore. If they're in good condition, we could take them to a Vinnie's shop where they'll be sold to raise money to help Vinnie's good work. Vinnie's need clothes, hats and shoes, books, kitchenware and toys. And cushions and curtains. But they must be in good condition. You can help too. So come on, get a wiggle on. What What can you give to Vinny's today? And while you're there, have a look around. You'll love what you find. Hi, I'm Pauline O'Brien, the presenter of In the Middle of an Island. Come and join me on WizFizz Island on Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon, where I just play the music that I'd love to listen to, whilst I'm just laying back in the hammock with the remote control and a lovely strawberry daiquiri. In the Middle of an Island. On Thursdays from 11am to 12 noon. Plenty time to do some kissing. Plenty time for lots of loving. From Paran to Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM.
of mine on murder And the judge's gavel fell Jory found him guilty Gave him 16 years in hell He said, I ain't spending my life here I ain't living alone And breaking the rocks from the chain gang Breaking out and heading home Gonna make a change
Oh, oh mate, can <laughs> I tell you? Right? I was literally just about up out of my seat. That is just that should just be a, a that should be the Australian anthem. That should be the national hey? anthem. How, How good, good is it? Oh mate, I got those goosebumps again. It's well, just... I was sitting here watching it too. Oh, were you? Because oh, I can't see I, what yeah, you're seeing. And uh, it's Angus Young in his little. Is he? His, instead of his school uniform, he's got the prison oh, is uniform, he? which is a has short sleeve. He's got the. He's yeah. got the, the dance going. And Bond's there oh, shirtless. Oh, mate. How good's that? That is just absolutely... Now, that's an interesting... It, it, it's an interesting version because yeah. I heard a lot more thunderclaps yeah, and a, things. Yeah, it, it was the official music video. Was it? Um, version of it. Yeah, because... It had the guns in it. Yeah, because it, it even had the guns in it because yeah. you and I are sitting... Break on the rocks on the chain gang. You, know, you and I sitting here... and heading home. <laughs> you and I sitting Sitting here pretending as they were in the band. Uh, and then a couple of... We just got caught out on a couple of things. But I'm going, I don't reckon I've heard the thunderclaps before. And I'm going, this is... This nah, is there brilliant. were the explosions when he... When he Exploded well, blew things blew, up. Blew, blew the door oh, out. Right, yeah. Okay. Oh, very good. Well, uh, and just on uh, to continue, and again, here's another lovely uh, little segue for us yeah. today. Um, uh, the chicks got no dicks. Well, I'm quite serious. Um, the, the Dixie chicks. Uh, Strong no longer... language warning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, too late. Um, <laughs> too late, she cried. No, it's out of the headline. Uh, so no more Dixie and the Chicks. Um, oh, the Dixie Chicks. The Dixie Chicks. Remember them? Yeah. Grammy-winning uh, country group, the Dixie Chicks, and fine young uh, ladies, uh, looking ladies they were too, Dixie Girls. Um, they've dropped the word Dixie. So then they're, they're just going to be the Chicks. Uh, you're kidding. <laughs> no. Why? Why would you drop Dixie. Why, why, why? What's why, wrong with Dixie? Why no Dixie? If somebody said to me, oh, do you know the band The Chicks? I'm going, no, but I know the Dixie Chicks. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I have no oh, idea. Oh, no, 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 I do know this story. Why? Dixie's a slang word oh. for America's southern states that belonged in the pro-slavery confederacy, right? Yep. So, political correctness... Right. Um, the, apparently, their social media accounts and websites and all of uh, that were hacked, and okay. a lot of comments about they're anti, they're racist because they've got Dixie in their name oh, and all that nonsense. So it's a PC piece again. It's a politically correct piece. All right. Yeah, because it says the Dixie Chicks of New Zealand for their gracious gesture and allowing us to share their name. Uh, we're honoured to coexist together in the world. What? What's this coexisting piece? I've got no idea what yeah. they're on about. Anyway, the term Dixie, yes, refers to the southern US states, especially that belonging to the Confederacy. The Chicks are releasing their first new album in 14 years next month. Good on them. Good on um, them. I couldn't tell you a Dixie Chicks song. No. Well, I can't. One doesn't spring to mind. No, no. Um, nothing. <laughs> and and just uh, just on that vein, uh, you might need strong language warning again here. Um, do you remember the the, uh, the fantastic billboard that um, one of the uh, gymnasiums put up some time ago? It's, it's actually an all female gymnasium. 
Oh, it's yeah. yes, female yeah. first. Yeah, that's uh, you know, fern something or fern something, something along those lines. I mm. actually saw a wonderful. Uh, they took a billboard one day for a month, and they put up. Uh, they just put up a sign: uh, no Toms, no Harrys, and definitely no Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was uh, uh, very, uh, very, very funny, and I thought very, very clever billboard. Hey, so. so the chicks they'll probably now get in trouble with the poultry lobby. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah, that, right. Yeah, they'll have to be called the chickens. The chickens. Yeah, you can't call us chicks because that's yeah. slang or yeah. derogatory. Derogatory term. Yeah. term for a female yeah. or something. Or, or will they have to be called free-range chicks? <laughs> the free-range. <laughs> the free-range chicks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, that's, it just doesn't end, it does get, it? It doesn't end. No. It doesn't end. Hey, um, and the, the just as a side piece, you know, we talked about the Brumbies the other week. And oh, yes. As in not in the rugby team, the Brumbies. No, but, as in not in former uh, Labor politicians. No, that's right. Right, um, as in uh, the Brumbies up in the high country. Um, so the locals are not happy. Um, apparently the... Um, oh, so this is the culling. Yeah, this is the culling where blokes are going up in, in egg beaters and yeah. pulling out their uh, rifles and shooting them from the sky. Um, uh, apparently it's been given the green light by the Supreme Court in order to um, start or continue. No, okay. I don't think it had started but to, to take place. Um, but now there's uh, groups that are saying uh, they dispute the numbers um, that the um, the government is is touting, um, given uh, the devastating bushfires. So they reckon mm. that thousands and thousands of them would have actually perished. just perished. Mm. So therefore, is do they actually know the numbers? Um, so that battle is continuing on, and I I, I don't know. I can't. Uh, it doesn't feel right to me. It's the that's the. It should cost or feel right or the pub test or whatever you want to call it, but I don't know. There seems to be as many those other creatures that we talked about destroying the joint up there as well, but who knows? I don't know. A more learned person than me will uh, will uh, have the answer, I assume. What have you got for me, old Well, son? Scotty, you know how we're not allowed to do anything anymore, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, um, certainly not allowed to travel internationally, and uh, you probably noticed through the week Qantas announced some job losses and also capital raising, and they're predicting that they won't be able to have international flights going up until um, probably middle of next year, right? Yep. So we are going to be able to travel in Australia, though. Correct. When... when, when Western Australia and South Australia and Queensland let Victorians into their state. Yep. Yep. So I thought what we should do is we should just take a tour of Australia yeah. and remind ourselves of some spots to Good go idea. and visit, right? Good idea. And some fun facts along the way. Can I just share very quickly? Mm-hmm. There were $19 flights to Byron Bay the other day. And there's a lot of people in Byron Bay because it's one stop short of Queensland. <laughs> and it's packed. You can't get any accommodation nah, there. Exactly. So we've just heard from Bon Scott. Right, an ACDC. We have. And um, he's got a statue. Has he? He's got a statue. Did you know that? Uh, I did. Right. But I didn't know where it was. So do you know where Bon Scott's statue is? Where would Bon Scott's statue be? Would it relate to where he grew up? Would it relate to where he might have played his first gig? It overlooks the harbour where he worked as a teenage cray fisherman. Oh, it'd be Tassie. No. No? It's in... Fremantle. Oh. WA. Right. Way over west. Way over west. So I haven't seen that statue. I must go and visit. Speaking of statues, there's a statue that um, that is quite famous. Yep. And uh, if I said to you, uh, it's at Snake Gully about eight kilometres from Gundagal or Gundagai. Yep. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, New South Wales. The you know, dog no. on the tucker box. The dog it? on the tucker box, tucker box statue. Yep. Erected in 1932. Did it? Yes. And uh, the dog's got nicked a few times over the years. Yeah, it has. And they keep yeah. replacing the yeah, dog. Yeah, it runs away every now and then, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, it pays tribute to pioneers by celebrating the loyalty of a drover's dog who guarded his master's lunchbox until he returned, but he never did. Right. There you go. So I have been to the uh, dog... Yep, on the, on so have I. Tucker box. Yep, I've seen that. So, where was the first surf life-saving club in the world founded? Oh, it almost have to be Queensland, wouldn't it? Up on no. the Sunshine Coast, no, the most Coast. famous beach in Australia. Oh, um, most famous beach in Australia. Well, Bondi, Bondi City. Beach. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, in nineteen oh six. Yep, I thought that was interesting. Hey, I've just found the uh, the picture of the statue of Bond Scott. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, look her up. Yeah, he's he's in pose and he's uh, he's got his shirt on. He's in or full yeah, No, no, he's, he's he's got a shirt on. Uh, oh, it's open, sleeveless, <laughs> and he's standing on uh, he's standing on a speaker. Yeah, so perfect. no, they've captured him well. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. So, um, you mentioned Tassie, um, yep. and we'll go to Tassie. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, which island do you think? that um, harvests a lot of oysters, south of Hobart. Well, there is only one island. It's just called Tassie. No, no, it's actually... Called is Bru- there? It's called Bruni Island. Oh, is it? And Bruni Island yeah, is right. quite, quite... That's where all the Tassie people have their shacks. Is that where you Bruni. went there and I there's a picture of you and your bride standing in the water that's shucking? exactly right, shucking oysters. Shucking oysters. They, um, they harvest three million oysters a year Do down they? there. Yeah. Are they good? Oh, they're magnificent. <laughs> See, now you're talking about, now it's you talking about food. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, now right? I'm going to talk about more about food. I've only got 20 minutes to go. So I want you to ask. Plus a fish oh, and chip shop. I'll come, and, I'll come to my place, I'll feed you. Right, it. okay. I will. Um, Australia's you. oldest chocolate bar. Oh. What do you think Australia's oldest chocolate bar is? And it was created in 1924 in Fitzroy, Victoria. Well, it'd have to be Cadbury. It's, it's. McRobertson's, yeah, McRobertson's, as it was yeah, back right, then. Yeah, right, right. Did it change its name to Cadbury? It, 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 yeah, might have. But do you know what the name of the chocolate bar is? Australia's oldest chocolate bar. It's actually my favourite chocolate bar of all time, too. Cherry Ripe? Correct. Bang. Hey. Well done. I tell you what, you, I reckon you and I about the only two people on this planet that like a Cherry Ripe. I love them. Oh, I love it. I love a Cherry Ripe. I love Cherry Ripes. Yep. There's actually... Um, there's cherry ripe chocolate bars now. Is there? You want to try those? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm not a big chocolate eater, but I'll tell you oh, what. You somebody want, said, do you want to... You, you, you want to find some yeah. room for that. Now, do you like a Turkish delight? No, I hate it. Oh, do you? No, I hate okay. it. Okay. Right now, where are these big things? Where's the big banana? Yeah, but Bundaberg in Queensland or oh, something. No, it's Coffs Harbour. Is it Coffs? Yep. Where's the it? big pineapple? Oh, is that up? Is that That's up in Bundaberg? Queensland. Yeah, Queensland. Yeah. Yep. It's in Mumbai. Oh, yeah, right. The big lobster. Oh, you know, I have heard with the, the, the big. Well, is that over in WA? No, there's one in Rosetown, South Australia. Oh, South And, and there's a, also far. a big bogan. Is there? Do you know where the big bogan is? Oh, um, it's in, it's in Sydney? It's in, yeah, well, it's in Ningen, New South Wales. I didn't oh. know there was a big What about. Have they got the giant bogan? worm? Have they got the giant worm? Yeah, that's in Victoria. That's on, that. on the way to Phillip Island. You go in its mouth and you come out its other bit. Well, I've. <laughs> I didn't, is it still there? Yeah. The giant worm? I, 
I don't know, but I'm assuming I've so. Been to, I haven't been to Phillip Island for a long time now. Now, what's the name of the four-legged Rottnest Island resident? Oh, it'd be the Quokka. The Quokka. Yep. Yes, yes. Yep. Yes, have or you been the to Fremantle Roddy? football, they're called. Oh, the Fremantle <laughs> football. Have you been to Roddy? Yeah, I have. No, I, I have. have not. There's people that swim over to it. What? Yeah. How far There's is an it? annual swim. And it's 20Ks, uh, about 20Ks, and it's full of sharks. Oh, great. So you won't catch me. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Is that why they call it the Great Australian Bite? Yeah, <laughs> it's right. actually in South Australia, but yeah. anyway. So um, this is a fun fact. Yep. Of the 25 deadliest snakes in the world, 21 are found in Australia. Oh, fantastic. Yay. Yay. One. Yeah, go us. Only five <laughs> countries are bigger than Australia. Wow. Russia. Yeah, America. Canada. Yeah. China. China, yeah. The USA yep. and Brazil. Brazil's bigger than us. Brazil's bigger than Australia. Is Who it? knew? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, and Somebody just put up on the screen, giant worm is cactus. He's <laughs> <laughs> a cactus. <laughs> Have a look. Have yeah. you, got a, you got a message there? Oh, yeah, do. Hang on. Is it from Cole? Yeah, it could be. Well, it might. I don't know who it's from. Somebody's written it. The giant worm is cactus. <laughs> Is it a cactus what killed it, or is it? Yeah. Well, that, that's, yeah. um, now, yeah, Australia, too funny. Australia has 10,685 registered beaches. 10,000? 10, yeah. And if you visited each one, how long will it take you? You're the maths oh, man. Oh, about 23 years? 29 years. Oh, wasn't far off. visit every beach. 29 so if we years. we started now... <laughs> yeah, it's from coal. We'll, 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 get, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to probably get them in. Well, yeah. <laughs> Before, so we'll start our bucket list we today. We'll go, so we'll go to we'll go to Brighton Beach today, Tick. and then we'll go to Hampton. Hampton work our way around. Work our way around. Twenty nine years. Yeah. Is that on the basis and, of? And, and we'll go. We'll go anti clockwise. <laughs> Oh yeah! Is that on the basis that you just drive past everyone, or no, you've you got to put your foot if you on actually it. get out and pick up some sand, you've got to collect sand from each <laughs> one? Collect sand. Imagine having imagine having ten thousand little vials of sand from every beach in Australia. <laughs> oh, no. My God! Oh, yeah. Um, um, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with some more of this Very idiot, idiotic stuff. Love it. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Creative Shades and Design can provide window furnishings designed to your requirements. Based at 573 Hampton Street, Hampton, Creative Shades and Design can supply and install blockout blinds, Roman blinds, external sunscreens, clear blinds, cafe barriers, folding arm awnings, plantation shutters, timber venetians and curtains of all types. For a quote, phone Chris on 9502-1414. Creative Shades and Design for all your window furnishing needs. Southern FM sponsor. Living Hope is the Salvation Army's new online suicide bereavement training program. It helps caregivers and professionals supporting someone bereaved through suicide to offer more support and assistance. If you're working in community health, education, emergency services, health and social welfare, the church or the funeral industry, this program could assist you. Find out more by going to suicideprevention.salvos.org.au. That's suicideprevention.salvos.org.au. 
From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM. The King. He's pretty good. Yeah, the, the King. king he goes he? all right. Yeah, no, he went all right. He goes yeah, all absolutely. right. So, uh, another one of my uh, theme songs for the day, <laughs> Scotty, about prisons and jail. <laughs> so, where are, Jailhouse you, Rock. where are you going next weekend so we can have an insight as to what the theme might be? Oh, I know. The themes come to me at about one minute to two <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday. So, before the break, we were talking about vis- travelling around Australia. We had we some fun facts yeah. about uh, Australia to it encourage was. people to get out when they're allowed out yes. to go and visit some of these things. Agree. And um, it's a really interesting story here. We just talked about the cherry ripe. Cherry ripe. And I want to talk to you about, in 1958, Ross Arnott. Uh, Arnott's Biscuits. Of Arnott's Biscuits. Yes. He attended the Kentucky Derby, which is a horse race in America. Yes, indeed. Guess what the name of the winning horse was? Uh, Biscuits. No, Tim Tam. Oh, was it? Which is where he got the name ah, for the biscuit. That's uh, what I like. I like love that. a good backstory. Yeah. And in 1890, just to keep you hungry, <laughs> a guy called Damn Shorty Bradley created a culinary icon in Port Pirie, South Australia. Come it was on. a meat pie in a plate of thick pea soup. Yes, a pie floater. A pie floater. And they still have to this day. And they've got a van in Perth. Um, where you can pick up a late night stack. Really? Yes, it's a, a pie, pie floater. It's a pie. 
yeah. on mushy green peas with gravy. Right. And it sounds horrible, but oh, at 2am in the del- morning, it's delicious. I reckon it'll be delicious. I did hear one the other day, um, somebody espousing this somewhere in Victoria where um, uh, said little establishment makes apparently the best scallop pies you've ever seen. Well, Ross in South Australia is the home of the scallop pie. Is it? And I have visited Ross and had one of their scallop pies. Yep. Something you do in Ross. Yeah, okay. Right. Not sure I'll be doing it anywhere else. <laughs> right. Isn't that great? Oh, right. Okay. Now, in um, the, the f- most famous Australian road is, you mentioned it before, where you didn't want the driverless car. Uh, the most famous road yes. will be the M1. It's the Great Ocean Road. Oh, Great Ocean Road. Yes. Right. Which okay. was built by returning World War One soldiers as a memorial yep. to mates who died fighting and to connect the isolated communities on Melbourne's uh, on Victoria's coast. Yep. Um, most of Uluru is below the ground. Yeah, right. So it's yep. a bit like the iceberg Goes theory. 2.5k under the desert. Wow, does it? And the bit that sticks up is only 863 metres. That's just the lid. Yes, it's like an iceberg. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 correct. And the Australia's longest road, not not most famous, but the longest road is the Air Highway. Where's the Air Highway? It goes from Port Augusta, South Australia, yeah. to Norseman in WA via the Nullarbor Plain. Yeah, right. Okay. And it's 1,675 k's. Okay. And two lucky last ones. What do you... Uh, Australia has 6,000 pubs and bars, and we're not allowed to go to any of them. <laughs> That's right. Um, and if I said these words to you, what am I referring to? Yes. Goonie, space bag, vino collapso, or chateau cardboard. Uh, yeah. Well, that'd just be the uh, box of said um, the wine. wine. <laughs> the casket. <laughs> yes. Which leads me on, Scotty. Yes. As, as, as by way <laughs> of a segue. Oh, well, today should just be segue day. I've yeah. been, I've bought, bought a few wines. Yep. Away in nice, lovely. And I've had a few of them. Yep. And it prompted me to, um, much in the vein of last time we spoke about fun facts about beer. Yes. And some fun facts about wine. Oh, yes. all right. So go. did you know that wine is fat free and cholesterol free? Hey. Yeah. Fat-free. Fat-free. It's just got lots of sugar. Just lots of sugar. <laughs> right, okay. That, that produces fat. Yeah. <laughs> if, I said wine is fat-free. I said, I must be... I must have a poor metabolism. <laughs> in Japan, there is a spa where you can swim in tea, coffee, and wine. You can swim, swim in wine. Why would you? How did Rutsy die? Well, he tried to swim his way out, but he just right. didn't make it. He was off the 10-metre board yeah, right. <laughs> just that's never right. came back up. Never came back. <sighs> the wreck of the Titanic holds the oldest wine cellar in the world, wow. and the bottles are still intact, apparently. Are they? Yes. Yes. Wow. And here's one. This, is, this caught my attention. New studies have shown. <laughs> I love it. I don't yeah. know who's done the study. Oh. Um, the, the polyphenols in wine... Yeah, uh, and chocolate increased blood flow and oxygen to the brain, boosting cognitive ability. <laughs> That's why you're so smart when you're pissed. Scotty. <laughs> Is that right? It's yes. <laughs> the effect gets more more beneficial as you age, since there's a natural reduction in blood supply around the bl- brain later in life. All the more reason to have a glass of medicine and a little oh. chocolate any chance you get, because it makes you smarter. There had to be medicinal benefits. It almost reminds me of that that, uh, super drag song, The Staggering Genius. Oh, that's right. You played that. You You did. The oldest preserved bottle of wine is nearly 1,700 years old and is on display in a German museum. 
There you go. This right. is a fun fact. Putting ice and salt in the bucket will chill wine faster. Yes, it does. Yeah, there you go. I've done that. The custom of bumping glasses with a cheers greeting yeah. came from Rome, Roman times, yeah. like most everything <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. Where they use this method, method to make sure no one is trying to poison the other because bumping the glasses makes the drink spill from one cup to the other. Ah. Doesn't doesn't when we do it. Ah, no, 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 just a little clunk. The tradition started even earlier in ancient Greece where the host was to drink the first cup of wine to show the guests he does not intend to poison them. Mm. So tonight, when you come around, I'll drink the first wine. Or, <laughs> or, or call for the court jester. Wasn't or my the, son, who's what? probably listening, in, in, uh, he cheesed his glass so hard in the uh, Oktoberfest beer garden, yeah. he smashed, smashed it, it and he got five, you know, eight stitches oh, in his gee. hand. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah. Who was the other he wasn't who was the other character that uh, used to was it the court jester that used to have to come and no he was the entertainer he but was the entertainer. wasn't there a, a, a taster that had to yes, the taste all taster. yeah the yeah. food and the wine to yeah. make sure that no one was going to come a cropper Yeah How's yeah, that? yeah. Well, Um since wine tasting is essentially wine smelling which it, which it is yep uh, women tend to be better wine tasters because women particularly of reproductive ages have a better sense of smell than men do they Women have a better sense of smell than men. They can smell money. <laughs> oh, easy, tiger. In ancient Rome, it was forbidden for women to drink wine. If a husband uh, found his wife drinking wine, he would be allowed by law to kill her. Oh. Certainly doesn't happen in these days. Off with your head. Off with your head. <laughs> Poor quality soil produces better wine. This is true. What? Yeah, this is true, because the, the, the vines have to work harder for the water. Right. Mm. Now, you're the maths guy. Yeah. One bottle of wine contains 1.27 kilograms of grapes, around roughly 600 grapes on average in one bottle. 600 grapes? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And don't keep your wine bottle standing up, Scotty. This no. can cause the cork to dry, shrink, or, you know, because the oxygen air might get in the bottle. Or by Stilvan caps. Well, you know, you know the sayings change now, don't you? Mm. You used to have wine, and and it would be corked mm. potentially. Well, you know what they are now? Mm. They're screwed. They're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> like it. Like it. <laughs> so there you go, mate. There's just a few little fun facts. Gra- well, if you'd asked me how many grapes there were in a bottle, I would not yeah. have come six hundred. The got to tell intense you. fear or hatred of wine. I told is you, I like fruit. <laughs> Onophobia is oh. the intense fear or hatred of wine. Onophobia, a disease I'll never have. Have you ever met an onophobic? I've never met an onophobic. <laughs> we, we tend not to share the same yeah. establishments. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're probably not welcome. No, 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 no onophobics in my place. <clears throat> oh, too funny. Yeah, there you go. All right. Wine fun fact. That's good. Well, again, and probably for the last time today, I've got another segue. Oh, beautiful. Um, and this is actually about, uh, and the title is, Does Lower Alcohol Content, 13% and Below, Reduced Red Wine Fruit Flavour and Longevity? <laughs> you've, you've just gone you, counter to my you, statement. You, you've gone wobbly on me over there. You've, you've got a bit pale, old boy. New study show. <laughs> In breaking news... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so winemaker John Forrest, New Zealand's Forest Estate, makes a suite of wines branded The Doctors, uh, none of which is more than 10% in alcohol. Oh. Forrest has identified a clever way of harvesting fully ripe grapes in his Marlborough vineyards to produce wine with lower than normal alcohol content. Realising that fresh new leaves put more sugar into grapes than old leaves... Yes. 
He trims the vine uh, canopy, removing the young leaves. Presto, a low-alcohol wine still with good flavour. Hey, presto. Hey, presto. So back to your question. An alcohol content of 13% or lower need not mean the wine has less fruit flavour, nor does it mean the wine won't live as long. Before the 1980s, Australian reds typically contained about 13% alcohol and often as, as little as 12 uh, I recently drank a 1986 Tyrrell Hunter Valley Shiraz, whose label declared 12% alcohol. Sure, it was light-bodied, but it didn't lack flavour or ripeness. Some of the greatest reds of the 1950s and 60s had low alcohol standards by today. The famous 19... Yeah, wait for this one. The famous 1971 Penfolds Grange... Yes. Uh... Has thirteen has twelve point three percent. There you go, and is still a great wine today. Modern granges have fourteen point five percent. So that's a that's a big diff. Mm. You know, you ten percent plus twelve percent. Um, so why do why do modern Australian wines have more alcohol than they used to? It's probably a combination of factors. In some vineyards, climate change has resulted in grapes not achieving proper ripeness without higher sugar concentrations. More sugar equals more alcohol. Correct. Uh, as well, Australia's obsession with wine competitions may have helped push up alcohol levels because the highest accolades have been going to full-bodied reds with a lot of richness in alcohol. Oh. So, All um, this wine talk's made me thirsty. Well, I tell you, we've had the food piece and I'm about so to eat my arm do off. Is I, do, I do want to get one more song <laughs> yeah, do that. to close the show off. Oh, you must. So um, I'll, we'll, we might get together after this and have a wine or two. Righto. That and, sounds um, very good. I'll, next week we'll be back. So we won't be back now? Well, you're going to no, sign us out play now? a song. Play we'll song us out. Song us out. Song us out. Thanks for listening. This has been Two Smoking Guns. And uh, my last prison song for the day by a little Irish band called Thin Lizzy. See you soon, Rutsy. Tonight there's gonna be a jailbreak Somewhere in this town See me and the boys, we don't like it So we're getting up and going down See us coming, I think it's best we move away, do you hear what I say? From under my breath
night. All systems fail. 